Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello and welcome to Pop Zone. My name is Phil Armstrong and I will be your host for the next one to two hours. Um, today um, I, I can tell we're going to have some uh, technical difficulties. Um, I can tell you this that um, I've been on Block Talk Radio for five years and um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm it, it, so if you hear cutting in and out, I apologize earlier on. Um, I'm hoping everything is going to be okay, and we're going to start off by giving the Lord praise and thanking Him for another day. And I mean that every day. Uh, I don't think I've missed a day since Thanksgiving. That I, I, I'm just thankful to be alive. Um, you know, I, I I was listening to a news report of a young lady who was texting. Um, no, she wasn't that young, but she was in her 30s, and she was texting. She was headed to work, and um, she uh, was saying something on Facebook, and, and and after that she lost control and she died in that car accident. And, um, you know, it depends on what you think about texting. I, I, me, myself, I can't walk and chew gum, so I, I, I'm strongly against texting because it does give you almost the same sensation as drinking and driving. Um, and that poor lady, um, along with 300 other poor people per hour, go to their abiding place. Now, the good news is that you know, if you still have a pulse, you're still alive, it's not too late. Um, and I'm going to talk about that. The Lord's been putting that on my heart. He's been putting on my heart that I should be preaching the gospel and putting tribal prophecy as a, a um, as the main root of the wake-up call because um Time's getting short, and that's why I want. I bought Susan 
Davis on, and she's going to be um, being. I'm gonna play that. Um, play her. Um, she has a YouTube uh, course on um, lukewarm church, and I'm gonna be playing that this week sometime. Um, and I think it's important. It's the, the most important message of the hour. And without her message, and, and without um, Revelation chapter three's message, along with Philadelphia Church, um, I'm, I fear for the church. I fear for my brothers and sisters who are out there who are who are sitting in churches, and um, they just oblivious to what's going on. Um, Jesus gave a parable of the wheat and the tares. And he firmly gave a warning. And today people are not listening to that warning. They're not listening to the simplicity of Christ. He he was really simple to understand my, my burden is easing my yoke is light. Um, he pretty much said things that were not difficult to understand. Paul was the one who would say things that was difficult to understand. But um, for the most part, I can understand. For me, I can understand because the Spirit of God um, is giving me interpretation. But some of the stuff that Paul said, was, yeah, Peter was right. And he said some of the stuff that he says is, a little bit kind of hard to grasp, but after a while, you you know, the Holy Spirit will show you. Um, that's why the church is failing, because the Holy Spirit is not showing us what the Bible actually says. It's mostly men. One of my last shows I had mentioned uh, about my opinion, and I was just talking about the end times and it's my opinion. It's it's hard to interpret the end times because we see through the glass dimly. Um, Daniel said to seal up the books until the time of the end. If the book is sealed, then it's going to be hard to really grasp. Not everybody, all these um, Antichrist fans out there, who and I, I'm one of them. I was one of them, deeply one of them. Um, who believe that Obama's the Antichrist? I don't believe that. But it's your your opinion. Are you disqualified? I think you mostly disqualify when you preach to others and you you're living in sin yourself. Um, I think everybody has an opinion about the last days. Um, I was listening to somebody talk about mystery, mystery Babylon is the United States. I strongly disagree. But uh, are you still my brother or are you still my sister? Yeah, I don't have that many. I I have one or two good arguments per month, if, if that. Um, I can go for months without arguing with somebody on Facebook. I'm not trying to be right. Um I, I've went away with my tail up my um, between my legs plenty of times. I, I, I think when you um, lose the battle, you can still win the war, and it, and it's a it's an everyday battle. Um, Facebook is a is a blessing from God, believe it or not. As many times as I got harassed by 
rapture trolls. Yeah, Facebook is a a blessing from God. YouTube is too. I need to use YouTube more. Matter of fact, mine is my blabbing of the mouth right now. I'm going to put the interviews on um, um, YouTube. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and um, I'm going to check and see if this is my guest. And uh, I'll be back. And let me see. I'll be back. A story we're following. New Yorkers can now apply for the new enhanced driver's license. Before the Melissa Hunt's mind at Seabridge was awaited. Melissa? Melissa, they've only been available for a couple of hours, but already more than 100 New Yorkers have applied for the new enhanced driver's license. Officials say that they'll make crossing borders like here at the Peace Bridge safer and faster. Now, starting June 2009, federal law will require you to either have the enhanced driver's license or passport to enter into the U.S. from Canada, the Caribbean, or Bermuda. Now, the new enhanced driver's license has a special radio frequency chip inside that will make it faster at the border crossings. Now, for a regular renewal, the enhanced license costs $80. That's $30 more than a regular license, but a passport costs more than $100. Now, a birth certificate will suffice at the border until June 2009, and it will always be accepted for children under 16. Now, it used to be that 8,000 forms of ID were accepted at the border, but come June, that number will only be six. But why should a traveler pick an enhanced license over a passport, a Nexus card, or a new passport card? Enhanced driver's license makes the most sense because it is a multiple-use document. Again, citizenship, identity, can be used for driving. It surpasses the other applications of all those other documents. And we encourage uh, residents uh, of the state of New York who are U.S. citizens to get them. We don't need to rush in today. Yes, it's an exciting day. It's September 16th. It's one of the first time you've to have one. I understand that. But you really don't need it until June of 2009. And once you apply for the enhanced driver's license, you should receive it in about two weeks. Now, when you go to the DMV to apply, you'll need to bring several forms of documentation. And so you're asked to go to the DMV's website or the Erie County Clerk's website to check out what those documents are. It'll make your time at the DMV a lot easier. We linked the Erie County Clerk's website to our website, WIBB.com. Reporting live at the Peace Bridge, Melissa Holmes, News 4 at noon. From a 623 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Block Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid Peace Process to divide the land of Israel on the very
and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Probably starting next week, I'm going to do most of the interviews from Skype, uh, record from Skype, and then throw them on Spreaker and Blog Talk and YouTube, because um, I've been doing this for a while. I think it's time to uh, kind of rest with um, live um, Blog Talk. I, I, I'm serious, folks. I I feel... I'm not a stressful person, but when I get on blog talk to do a radio show, I'm very stressed because right now I can tell that when I bring my guest on, she's going to probably be lagging. Um, with, with, uh, I don't know if it's because the uh, blog talk just has so much traffic on. I, I really don't get it because technically everybody's still at work and school. So <laughs> I, I have no idea. But the Lord um, – Placed on my heart a long time ago that, that most of my attacks um, come. I mean, they don't. You know, they definitely are obviously attacks from the devil. You know, some people just say it. Um, I lost um, two. I won't mention their names. Two really good guests um, from just. Bad planning, I guess. I, I'm going to blame myself all the time. I'm always the type of person to look in the mirror. Um, but when you lose good guests like these gentlemen, um, and they won't come back on. These guys give you, like, one uh, one mistake, and that's it. Trying out for the NBA. Like, you're cut. <laughs> but I didn't feel bad about it. I just say, yeah, maybe I should take better planning of my radio shows. And I'm kind of... The best planning you can do is in prayer. But anyway, um, man, there there are like so much stuff going on um, that I told my wife a couple of years ago, maybe it was about 2012, I told her, um, my wife's a dreamer in the house. She does the dreaming. Um, I'm going to do a radio show on some of the dreams she's had about me, and they all actually come true, like some of them come true the next month. But, um, uh you know, I told her about 
the birth pains, and she's the one that had a baby, not me. So she was able to understand, and I told her whatever. Uh, if you do a study of the spring of the feast of the Lord, whenever this stuff starts to happen, um, it's going to start in the spring and increase greatly towards the fall, and whatever year it is. Um, but what I told her though was that you're not. The world is not going to still know. It's not going to be obvious because it's going to be a surprise. Um, and the surprise may come within weeks instead of what people think within months or years. So in other words, in order to enter the tribulation period, people have to think that we just had Armageddon. So, if this is the year, if next year's the year, or the year after next, you're going to figure it out sometime in the spring that, wow, things are starting to really advance. Things are converging. You know, I keep hearing these words for 2015. Now, if it goes too fast and, and, and things start to really pop off, um, especially um, Psalms 83 war, I doubt if we're going to go into next year without the tribulation period starting. In other words, once the wheels are in motion, I don't think it's going to be another period between this birth pain and the next birth pain. In other words, she, the baby is going to be had. So um, the Bible calls it in Matthew 24, these are the beginning of sorrows. I think that's the King James Version. And the New King James Version, or what are the other versions, is this is the beginning of the birth pains. I believe in verse 8 of Matthew 24 is when the tribulation period starts. I, I, I have not heard anybody actually say that, but I don't follow everybody. I just My assumption is, is that, hey, this, there, you know, there should be wars and rumors of wars and, you know, Nations should rise against nation, Kennedy and Kena, earthquakes, pestilence, blah, blah, blah. And these are the beginning of the birth phase. So the tribulation period just started. So with that the case, I better bring my guest on. First, I, I have to, um, I have a, I'm going to have to take one more quick break because I got, I think I got somebody just called in. Let me see who this is. And I'll be right back. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a song by one of my brothers, and I'm probably gonna cut the song right off to bring my guest on. So I'm probably a little jerky this morning. So I'll be right back. This old house I'm living in. It's needing repair Windows and the shutters are letting in That cold, cold air Keep saying to myself I'm gonna fix them When I can get the time all I've been getting lately Leaving on my mind Lately all I've got is leaving on my mind 
false grace movement and things like that. But this is the big one. Um, you know, I think what happens is people fail to realize um, God's plan for mankind. Uh, you know, we, God didn't make us so we can just stay here and and live in a cursed world. Uh, he started off wanting us to live in a, a, a paradise in heaven, of course. Um, but um, what what is what is um, first of all, let's go back to uh, why did you why did you start to research about the lukewarm church? What I mean what the God? How did God call you into this area? Mm. Well, boy, that's a that's a big long question. I think because. Uh, I was really pursuing the Lord and, you know, I had at some point in my life made a full surrender to the Lord, which I recommend for everybody because uh, God created our life. And by the way, he also created a blueprint for our life and he wants us to walk in that, but we, we have free will. And so, you know, I laid my life down uh, before the Lord and I said, I, I'm not very good at running my own life, and so I wish that you would run my life and just do with me whatever you want. I give you my life. And, wow, I had no idea <laughs> when I would do that what what kind of things would start happening to me or for me. But, uh, you know, the Lord really took me at my word, and um, so he – uh, what he does is the Holy Spirit comes in and starts um, showing you things in the Bible that you never really understand before you make that full commitment because the only thing that counts when you're reading the Bible is the original thought of God behind those words. And, you know, men like to take those words and, and create all kinds of meaning, but what really counts is the original thought of God and the only way to get into that thought is by being fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can come into your life and show you. And that's what happened is through, you know, through time and study, the Holy Spirit started revealing things to me and showing me some amazing things about, you know, the misconceptions, misunderstandings of the church today. And the church has really fallen off the mark, fallen away uh, in so many ways. And But the Holy Spirit, you know, started to reveal things to me. And I would take notes and journal all this. And I started to feel compelled to get these, um, you know, notes out to people and, and show what the Holy Spirit was revealing to me. And uh, it's about uh, some very serious things that um, is, is not being taught in the mainstream churches today. Yeah, yeah. So what what is the condition of the church today yeah, globally in any United well, States? Well, the church, yeah, the church is in huge trouble. Uh, the church has really fallen off the radar of what God wants for it. But that's also Bible prophecy coming to pass, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yep. the Bible said this would happen, and sure enough, it is, along with a whole lot of other things going on right now that are coming to pass, just as God described so many thousands of years ago. And one of them is yep. the um, the strong delusion 
that's going on. Uh, and God said he would, he would release people into the strong delusion if they continue to move in sin. And that's the problem with the church. The church wants to handle the holy, but they also want to handle the world. And God won't tolerate that because he says it's an all-or-nothing proposition between me and you. And the church can't, uh, can't seem to understand that. And they're trying to navigate between the two, and God is not going to put up with it. And in the end, he will spit them out if they don't if they t- turn back to him completely. Yeah, I hear a few messages of how can we incorporate the church, and the you know how can we incorporate the community into the church? I hear those type of messages, and mm-hmm. I, I I think what they're actually saying is how can we um, incorporate the world into the church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what the that's my interpretation. Well, that's right. Uh, yeah, the church, sadly, is uh, they think that if they look more like the world, they will attract the world. But the the truth is you can't do that. You've got to really represent God 100% uh, because what you're doing is you're giving them uh, a watered-down message, and, and they'll never be saved with that. Uh, they can't be saved mm-hmm. Because the world can't save them. They need 100% Christ. They need all that Christ has to offer. And if they mix it with the world, they're going to they're going to miss the mark and they're going to get lost. Yeah, amen, amen. So what, what are the characteristics, for instance, um, for a person who is lukewarm? What, what, I mean, what is the characteristics? What do they look like? Um, that's different from the true Christian? Well, for one thing, uh, they just have not made a full commitment. Uh, They don't understand the basic tenet of God is that we are to love him with all of our heart. We're supposed to love him with all our heart, our mind, our soul, with all of our strength, and uh, we are to walk with him. God did not create us to walk in this life apart from him he wants to walk hand in hand with us and we we push him away the lukewarm push him away and they just want him on their terms and not his his terms are i created you to come into a full relationship with me a hundred percent full oil lamp uh if you know i could make reference to the ten virgins because there's ten virgins Mm -hmm. Uh, the five with the full oil lamp are the ones who are saved by the bridegroom coming, and the the other five who have uh, less than a full oil lamp are lost. And so God yeah. wants to give us a full oil lamp. That's the Holy Spirit. And But God is a gentleman, so basically he doesn't force himself on anyone. He makes the offer. We have free will, and so it's up to us. But if we don't go full board with him, we're not going to get all of the fullness of the Holy Spirit who is there to help us walk this life because this life is full of traps, and that is uh, no accident. That's put there by the enemy. We have an enemy, by the way, and he's out to get every one of God's children because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy and so we can't navigate this world without the Holy Spirit and, and the help of the Holy Spirit. But a lot of the Christians are trying to do that, and they're not being very successful at it. 
And so without that, uh, that's the problem. That's a big problem. So what is their belief about deliverance? Um, I used to be an alcoholic. I was I'm not necessarily into porn, but my mind was corrupt. Um, I had anger issues, and the Lord had freed me from those. What, what's the difference between a lukewarm church and the real Christian, the real believer? Um, what is their idea, um, lukewarm church, what is their idea of deliverance, if, if they have any? Well, the idea is they, they can't do it. They can't, uh, they can't handle sin with a sort of relationship with Christ. Uh, because basically they're on board with the devil. Because there's two positions. You're either uh, you either belong to the devil because you were born into sin, and at some point you have to decide: Are you playing on uh, the enemy's team? Are you operating in his will, which is what you were born into, or you're given the opportunity to make the choice to move into the will of the Father? Because uh, Christ did not operate in his own will when he was on earth. He operated in the will of the Father. He said, I don't even come on my own. (laughs) So how much more do we need to be in the will of the Father? Well, we need it because when we get into the will of the Father, that's when the Holy Spirit really comes into play and helps people overcome the sin that they can't overcome when they're operating in the will of the devil. So Amen. the devil, as long as you're operating the will of the devil, you cannot overcome sin because he doesn't want you to overcome sin. But when you move into the will of the Father by choice, and it is a choice because we have free will, once we move into the will of the Father, we are on his watch. He he is responsible for us. He And then a beautiful thing happens. He takes responsibility for us. The Holy Spirit starts to work in your life, and there are a couple things that happen. The Holy Spirit starts to show you how very much you are loved by God and how very much Christ loves you by the huge sacrifice that he made on a cross for you. You start to realize this amazing love of God, and you begin to have, you know, you begin to fall in love with this God. And then what happens is this heart thing, the laws, that we could never handle before Moses' laws on the stone tablets move into the heart, and all of a sudden we start to go, oh, I love the Lord so much I don't want to lie anymore. I love Mm -hmm. the Lord so much. No, I'm not going to look at that pornography because that would hurt the Lord who I love, who loves me so very much. And all this is done by the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Believe it or not, it's a supernatural exchange. There's something really happening in your heart when the Holy Spirit moves in. And the other thing is, once you get into the Word and you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, He starts to, you know, He starts to show you what's going on with the Bible. Before you make that exchange, you read the Bible and it's like, what is all this gobbledygook? It makes no sense to me. But once you move into the fullness of the Holy Spirit, he puts in you uh, an understanding of his word. And it starts to make sense to you. You start to understand who God is, and you don't want to sin against him anymore. It's It's a huge thing of the heart. 
but the but the lukewarm church is missing this because they don't want to go full board with God. They still like, uh, you know, their placement with the world, but they're being deceived. And what they're doing mm-hmm. is they're going after the creation, which is Satan, and they're not pursuing their creator, and who, you know, mm-hmm. is far superior to the creation, which is Satan. And they're really being duped. He's a great duper. Yep, he sure is. I'm going to read a scripture to you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the listeners, most of them are familiar with the scriptures. Uh, Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, Enter ye in through the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go twist. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Now, tie that in with the lukewarm church, because I'm... Um, I, so the, the the gate is narrow. Um, the way is narrow. What does that actually mean? Well, what it means is uh, there are a lot of distractions that Satan puts out there. And many people fall off the road into all kinds of distractions, and they don't get on the narrow road. The narrow road is Christ. He is the narrow road. He is the way. He is the only way, and there's no other way. But people are running in all kinds of directions, pursuing all kinds of things, and they're getting off track because that's the plan of the enemy. The plan of the enemy is to come to steal, kill, and destroy, and to basically he's got it in for God. And how is he doing it? He's hurting God by hurting God's uh, creation, who he loves, and that's us. And so he's trying to get back at God through, uh, you know, destroying us. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are unfortunately falling for it. And they fall for it in so many ways. They they pursue wealth. They pursue fame. They pursue uh, other religions, you know, pagan religions that are wrong. And it's going on all around us. And it's, um, you know, it's the enemy. And that's why we have to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We have to lay our lives down. We have to admit we need God. We have to humble ourselves and and admit that we are lost children and we need our Creator and uh, so that he can guide us and take us by, you know, our hands and lead us out. And, And he does this through Christ. Christ is the only way. Uh, we can't get to the Father except through Christ. There's no other way. Yeah. The pros- prosperity gospel. Um, I notice that they are very um, much afraid of the uh, message of the rich ruler. And Jesus told them to sell all he have and come follow me. I never, I, I don't think I've ever heard a prosperity preacher ever quote um that parable with the rich ruler in it. Or oh, not parable but story. <laughs> um now um correct me if I'm wrong, I think I'm wrong. But but uh in in when he's talking to to the um lukewarm church, is he talking about prosperity when he says um you're rich and need of nothing or is it a combination of uh, other things because 
when what I what it seems like to me is that um, when the Bible talks about First John one eight through one ten, and it says um, if a person says they sin, um, they make God a liar, and the truth is not in them. Uh, but it says uh, if if you sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you for all unrighteousness. So I'm thinking that maybe they don't really have they don't think they have to repent daily. And okay. um, going back, and I guess this is two questions. I'm saying what what okay. what is what is it what is this involving when it says um, you're rich and need of nothing? Is it spiritual or is mm-hmm. it physical or, or or is it both? Well, I am prepared to answer this um, because the Lord gave me a huge wow one day. It was one of those wow moments, and um, it was uh, when the Holy Spirit led me to the very parable you just mentioned about the rich man. And if I could remind your audience, the rich man was Jesus went to him, and he said, he, you know, he wanted to know how he could be saved, and he said, go and sell everything you have and follow me. And he couldn't handle that, so he he walked away, right? So uh, yeah. the next thing, the Holy Spirit, as soon as the Holy Spirit showed me that parable, he immediately took me to the next thing, and that was the prodigal son. He showed me the prodigal hmm. son parable, where the prodigal son, you know, got his money, got his fortune, his inheritance early, went to his father and said, I want to I wanna get out of here, and I want my money now. And the father gave it to him. He took off. He went wild. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he went partying, and he spent his money on wine and women, and he ended up losing it all. And at the end, he's, you know, wallowing in the mud with the pigs, and he said, hey, I could get back mm-hmm. to my father's place. I, I could live like my dad's servants over there. <laughs> That'd be better than this, this mud hole. So he goes back, and his heart has changed. His heart is saying, Lord, for, you know, Father, forgive me. I, you know, I've sinned against you and my Father in heaven. Please take me back. I'll just be a servant. He's broken at this point. He wants back and so what amazing thing happens is the father goes down the road you know doesn't wait for him to come home he he runs towards him the father in this story is god is a, you know a, a representation of our god our father he's running down to the prodigal son and what happens something really amazing he gives this son a robe a ring a party he gives him a, the fatted calf the whole thing and he rewards him with stuff so we got one parable where, you know, Christ requires the stuff to be given away, and we have another parable where the the stuff is given to the guy. So what's with the stuff? The, you know, what what is it about the stuff? Well, the stuff yeah. is of non-importance. Uh, it's the heart. It's the heart. Yeah. You can't handle the stuff if our heart isn't right with God. We have to mm-hmm. we have to look at it like God is more important to us than anything else, and then we can handle the stuff. But if the stuff is more important to us than God, then we're we're messed up. And right now, the prosperity gospel people are are saying essentially, come you know come over here, 
do what is, you know, we ask you to do and you'll get your stuff. But God is saying, no, you got to see that I'm worth oh, everything. I, my, your relationship with me is of such a superior value that there's no stuff on earth that's more exciting than what I can offer you. So it's a, it's a heart thing. And that's where, you know, the prosperity gospel message is totally missing the mark. Amen. Amen. So, okay, so we covered prosperity market. Uh, market, <laughs> yeah. I call it market, marketing. <laughs> prosperity message. Um, let's look at um, the grace, easy believism. Um, some people call it hyper grace. Um uh-huh. What what so fit that into the, or if you can if you can don't worry about it but if you can fit that um, grace message um, that it, no matter what you do you're okay. Um, mm. a matter of fact, I had a, I heard a brother. Uh, I don't know if I can call him a brother, but a while back I heard somebody was talking to a caller, and. And he was like, yeah, well, what did your son do? Well, he was doing this and this and this and this. And, of course, all of it is bad. Well, if, did he ever say the sinner's prayer? Okay, so he's okay. He's he's pretty good. Talk to me about the lukewarm church. Where do they fit this thing in? Um, easy, easy believism and slippery grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess yeah, I hate I... that. Go ahead. Now I'm I'm prepared to talk about this. Actually, it's one of my hot buttons. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, people uh, people like to talk about God's grace and mercy, and believe me, it's awesome. God is a God full of grace and mercy. Is a loving God, and praise the Lord. Uh, you know, <laughs> if He weren't, I'd be in trouble for sure. But um, what I want to say is, uh, the church that focuses on God's grace and mercy exclusively and not the understanding that God is also a God who judges and he's a God, uh, mm-hmm. he can be a God of wrath if, you know, if mm-hmm. you cross him. Uh, you see, what they're doing is they're creating, essentially they're creating a God of their own making. They're creating a God that is not fully complete. They've put, a, they've put together a God in their mind that's just a God of grace and mercy, and they completely deleted out the whole part about him being a God of wrath and being a God of judgment, and they've created an incomplete God, and that's an idol. So basically they're worshiping an idol and not the true God. But we need to worship and we need to pursue and find the true God who is all of those things, and You know, another thing that the Holy Spirit showed me is that God is a God of judgment before, can be a God of judgment before someone dies. A lot of people think that, you know, we're judged at the point we die. Actually, we can be judged prior to that point. And there's scripture in the New Testament, all through the Old Testament, but in the New Testament where Ananias and his wife, they lied to the Holy Spirit, and what happened? They were taken out. And that mm-hmm. judgment came to them uh, prior to their death, caused their death. So we have to understand that God is a God that we need to fear and understand. And right. when these churches just teach that God's grace and mercy, they're misleading them, and they're putting them in a really dangerous position. 
I don't know if I'm explaining this all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, so how can a person be rapture ready? Uh, what are the qualifications for being in the rapture? Well, what you need to do is you need to make a decision in your heart that you are really wanting to belong to the Lord, that you want to be fully surrendered to him, that you want to lay your life down and you want to allow him to move in and take over. So you kind of have to get it get over the idea that you can still run the show and do it successfully. And that would that is what the enemy wants to whisper in your ear that you you are doing just fine, you're running your life just fine. But you have to be at that point, like the prodigal son was, and go, oh, brother, I really, you know, I'm not doing a very good job of running my life. I really do need to just give my life to the Lord. And you need to make that transaction, which is you need to make a full surrender, and you need to repent for how you have sinned your whole life against a holy God, and you need to forgive everyone, and that means everybody. Even people who have passed on before you, you need to forgive everybody. And you need to just uh, tell the Lord you're ready to do whatever it takes to be right with him. You want to be in the will of the Father, just as Christ was in the will of the Father when he walked the earth. You want to be in the same uh, relationship. And you want to pursue him exclusively and have him run your life, just like a little child, because the Bible says, it's the children who will inherit the kingdom. So we have to almost just become children before God and say, you know, we need you, Lord. We can't run our own show anymore. And uh, what happens is a beautiful thing happens. Uh, and we also need to confess our faith to someone else. That's key. We need to go to someone else. It's not enough just to know it. We have to confess it because, you know, when we get before a a minister and we get married, we don't stand in front of the minister silent. We say, I do. So we need to say to the Lord, I do, I do, and declare it to other people. I, I have made this uh, marital covenant with God. I am, you know, essentially just like marrying God and coming into that relationship because, you know, throughout the New Testament, the, the Christ is... Uh, is pictured as the bridegroom he literally is our bridegroom we are literally as a church marrying god christ because in the next life we will be his eternal companions forever and so basically i ask people all the time well if you're not into christ right now what do you think is going to happen in the next life that's that's who we're going to be with so (laughs) you know he's looking for people who want to be excited about him now because that's what we'll be doing in the next life. It's just sort of common sense. But uh, mm-hmm. we just need to keep praying that, you know, lead me down that narrow path. Lord, keep my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that my lamp is full so that when you come back you will see me. And, Lord, do whatever it takes to get me where I need to be so that when you come I am eligible or can be found worthy to be, you know, taken out of this madhouse that's going to happen after the rapture. So, you know, we need to establish a relationship with him. 
we need to have intimacy with him because Jesus says in the scripture, it says, Lord, Lord, didn't we work wonders in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we prophesy in your name? And Jesus turns to them and said, you know, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you and depart from me. And basically he's saying when he says, I never knew you, the Lord revealed to me the word knew means, as in Genesis, uh, Adam knew Eve. And in uh, the New Testament, Mary said, I've never known a man to the angel who came to her. So the word knew implies intimacy. And so Christ is saying to these people, who are ministry people, by the way, because they're prophesying, casting out devils, and working wonders. And he says to them, I never knew you. I was never intimate with you. We were never close friends. So that's a prerequisite to being ready to go, is being a close friend to Christ. Well, how do you become a close friend to someone? Well, you call them more than once a week. You talk to them. You know, you get you get friendly with them. And I think each person has to ask themselves, you know, what is closeness with someone? And they need to transfer that into their relationship with Christ because he's waiting. He's, he's waiting for that relationship. It's really not him who needs to come closer. He's already there. It's, it's we who need to move in closer to him because he's waiting on us. Amen. Amen. Okay, man. That was, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get excited. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this, this message is um, probably the be- the number one message that we need to hear. Um, I love end times, and this is part of the end time message. Uh, I think what, when I first started um, learning about the end times, um, my problem was <clears throat> I fell in love with the end times, but I didn't fall in love with Jesus. And um, as I got older, of course, uh, God had, and spiritually older, God had revealed to me that that was the problem. Um, People have a fascination with who the Antichrist is and uh, is it P-trip, post-trip, mid-trip, and then lose mm-hmm. a vein or something, pop pop a vein just trying to prove <laughs> their, their, their theory on when the rapture is going to be. I mean, is, is America Babylon or not? I mean, just – but um, yeah, those things are interesting, and I love to love it. I mean, I love being alive um, – like the China's, Chinese proverb says, we live in an interesting time. I mean, I wouldn't pay to live in the other generation um, because mm-hmm. this is, I mean, I mean yeah, everybody this... is in their own movie. This is crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> when you get, you, you're watching a black president and a white uh, uh, lady is going to be the first, you know, I mean, you can make this hmm. stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I just want to add to what you said that, you know, you can, like, worship in times. You can worship heaven. You can put all those things above God. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And people do this all the Even time. Even in ministry. And, Even yeah, your own ministry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Putting yeah. the ministry above the, you know, the God of the ministry, you know. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get um Blessed when I, I feel this nauseation 
in my heart that yeah you're doing you're going the wrong direction and you're veering off come back you know and come back to the center and then there's a peace when you when you come back to the lord and and you come back to what he wants you to do um there was this person last night um was talking about you're going to know and I think you said it too in one of your videos. You're gonna know when you're doing the right thing because there's a peace there. Um, but when you're not doing the right thing, when you're going off, and it can be anything, it could be something good. Um, you veer off to something good that might be, you know, it, it might not be what God wants you to be doing. So, but um, I, I really enjoyed the show. I want, I want to, I think my um, next guest is on. So what I'm gonna do is take a quick break. And then I'm going to um, answer that. And then if not, if, if anything else, um, I want if to, if that's not him, then we can talk about Bible prophecy. But um, I'd love to have you back on pretty soon. Okay. Well, thank, thank you so much. It, it's been a very a huge privilege to talk with you and your audience and uh, for you. you to have me on today. Thank you so much. Uh, so could you stand by for a minute? Thank you. I'll be right back. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone, the place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host, once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to the zone, the Prophecy Zone. Was off, but yeah, my next guest, um, I'm gonna bring on. Um, but thank you so much, Susan, for um, coming on, and, and I'd like to have you on in about a week or two. Okay, uh, sure, anytime you say, Phil. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Okay, thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye. So, bye bye. So, uh, we're gonna bring on uh, Fritz. Springmeyer, and we're going to be talking about um, the uh, current events and and um, his book, um, Bloodline, Illuminati, and, and we can sit back and relax and enjoy the show, um, and I'll be right back. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two. One, The Prophecy Zone, with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your 
Watchmen on the Wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate. Russia. China. Syria. And more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Doing this, Phil Armstrong. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. We're going to have our special guest, Fritz Springmeyer, on, and we're going to be talking about the Illuminati. And um, most of of it is going to be talking about current events because I want to get his take on uh, what's going on. Uh, I'd like to welcome y'all to the show. Um, We just had a a guest on, Susan Davis, and uh, we were talking about the lukewarm church. I, I I like uh, having people to speak the truth on. Um, I lose a lot of audience because the, the, a lot of people I like to bring on is sort of uh, weed out the audiences really quickly because um, um, who wants to hear a message like that, you know, lukewarm church? But because everybody's going to heaven, right? But um, I'm just joking. So uh, let's bring on our guest. And um, I have a book called Bloodline of the Illuminati. I've had that book for uh, a long time. Um, and um, a lot of times I go back to it and, and, and read it. And um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I put him right up there with some of the people, the head people. I remember watching one of his um one of Fritz's, um, I had my big my my big screen TV then. Actually, it's a projector, and I sat there for I, I laid there, and I think it was, that's when YouTube had a. I, I don't know if they always had auto, but what happened was the video the the um, conference that he was doing was like three hours long, I I believe. It was a while back, and I would just go from start to finish and I lay on the couch and just watching it. It was awesome because a lot of the stuff that he was teaching, I didn't know. Um, but um, let's bring him on. Phil, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm there. I, I can hear you. Oh, great. Sorry about that. I accidentally pushed the button. I, I don't know if I'm just seeing colorblind or something, but I accidentally pushed the wrong button. You were already on in the first place. <laughs> so uh, welcome <laughs> to the show, man. <laughs> well, thanks for having uh, me on. Yes, sir. And hello to all the listeners lo- out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've, I've been um, looking at, for the most part, your your tra- your post on Facebook. And um, I was amazed one day. I was looking at your post, and I was like, "Man, this this is cool." Um, 
let's let's talk about do you know anything about Jay Him? Um and, and could you tell us what you think about this um, military exercise um, that's being run down in nine states, I believe, in the lower parts of the United States? It's a military operation. Uh, I don't even know we can call it a drill. Um, give us um, the scoop on what you know about this exercise. Well, I have been following, and uh, the way I have followed it is I have I have uh, um, listened to uh, people that um, uh, are are in the awake community. I have also read articles and um, studied the little bit that that's been released by the military and watched news done by them, and and so I've been trying to track and. What we're looking at in Jade Helm 15 is the super soldiers, the Green Berets, the SEALs, and so forth. They're going to pair up with law enforcement and intelligence agencies, and they're going to do this massive military drill. Now, the military says that that they are doing realistic training, but if you look at the kind of things that they're going to do, if this is real training the the only thing that they can be training for is operating in the United States because um, doing the the kind of things that they will be doing has no relevance if you were if you operate in a Muslim country and I have also spoken to for instance a soldier that just came back from Afghanistan very highly skilled in in going and searching houses, our military does not need to learn how to search Muslim houses. They have lots of experience in Iraq and Afghanistan. So the kind of uh, environment that they're going to be working in, and um, it's very clear to just to get to the bottom line, are practicing uh, for martial law here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So when I hear the word practicing, now is this a drill sort of like the 9-11 drill where it starts off um, a drill and then it goes live? Is this that type of drill or is it uh, already live and set in motion just because they, the military wants to show their presence in a certain area? That's a good question, you know, and I, one of the things besides being uh, a follower is I also have some uh, military training. I, as a cadet at West Point, being trained to be an officer, um, I resigned as a conscientious objector, but and mm-hmm. a student of military history, a military historian, and typically what uh, you see historically is that they will run an operation like this to desensitize people prior to the actual um, operation. So I anticipate Mm -hmm. that this is just to desensitize us. But another Mm -hmm. thing that they will do is they run operations as, as a safety measure if they think that something's going to pop off. And uh, mm-hmm. let's say uh, 
let's say two countries have a lot of tension and they think that mm-hmm. one, one country thinks that they may be attacked, they might, may run what they call an exercise to have their troops near the border and say, well, we're just running this to exercise. But what they're doing is, is they're themselves up in case something and and it's quite possible that something might but I'm anticipating that this this is real operation for later this fall when um it's it's even more likely that we might see the the dollar have some serious um problems yeah yeah now let's let's go to the Middle East for a minute. Um, it, it appears that um, these missiles that uh, Russia gave supposedly gave to are going to give to Iran is for them for Iran to set in position to forward off any attack from Israel. Do you have any information on the time timing of this delivery and the possible the possibly Israel coming over to Iran to get there quicker before they set these um defensive missiles in play? Well, definitely Israel is is trying to anticipate all of this and and do a preparatory <clears throat> strike um, one of the things that we have going on in the world is Russia and China are trying to make life difficult for the United States and Israel and the United States being allies um, Russia Russia may take the attitude at least I get the impression that the enemy of my enemy is my friend and in that case you know Iran being uh, an enemy of the United States. I'm talking about in politics. I'm not talking about us as Christians, but I'm talking about yeah. politically. Yeah. The U.S. government and the government of Iran are at head, at loggerheads, and so Russia and China have been working with Iran and um, stirring the pot. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I ask that is because it just seems like um, uh, they, the moment that we're in is popping off the pages of the Bible uh, every day. It's getting more and more uh, clear. So um, do you see a George Bush New World Order um, thousand points of life? Do you see that fast approaching, um, how soon do you think we, they would attempt to um, bring us into a one I guess this is two questions, bring us into a one-world government, and um, what will be the main catalyst? And I think I know what you're going to say about that one. Well, um, you know, the, the scriptures tell us that the wicked walk on every side, so we are – we have been surrounded by evil for for many many uh, millennia, and all we're seeing is is uh, it, it's uh, it's a um, what's the word I want to use? It's just a new phase of Satan ruling his. You know, he's the god of this world, and 
in his pride, he wants to do things more openly. And so we already have a global government, but he would like to bring this out in the open. And so they always like us to ask them to do what they want to do. And so one of the the things that they believe will uh, cause people to want want this open world government is they have to have this chaos and this the problems now now chaos would would get people to the point where they would be begging for a one world government one world police force well obviously things have to collapse um uh, a, a global economic meltdown would contribute to that war, pestilence, all these, you know, the four riders of the apocalypse. If you those, uh, people are going to be in, in uh, so stressed, they're going to be begging for government to help them. And the bigger government, the better, you know. We've got to have international, yeah. global solutions to these big problems. So, uh, I would say that the the catalyst, as I understand them, would be uh, basically, you know, the release of these four uh, apocalyptic uh, uh, horsemen, you know, mm-hmm. where we have war and, and basically they'll follow war, pestilence, you know, it's just like World War One, you had influenza killing millions of people. And so uh, a situation. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we're already seeing some of the chaos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like um, things are getting a little bit um, more uh, expedient these days with the Bible prophecy. Uh, the... Um, Vatican, do you do these guys have as much pull as people believe they to have? Or um, is to me when I look at the Vatican, I don't see um, you know. I think people treat the Vatican like they're the mafia or something, and you know the Pope is the uh, Godfather or something, and they can just maneuver things the way they want them to maneuver. Um, do you, what role do you see the um, the Vatican playing in the new world order? Um, from a number of different uh, sources, uh, I can definitively say that that the Illuminati give uh, directives, give instructions to the Pope. Right now our Pope has also been a Jesuit, um, which is uh, a layer behind uh, the black Pope than behind the, the front Pope. Um, the, the, the Catholic Church is a large denomination. So obviously if you were going to control the world and bring in a one world government, the Catholic church is going to have to participate, but the Catholic church is not the entire realm of Satan. And if we as Christians, if we think about it, like your previous speaker was saying, you know, sin affects us all. And, and, and there are sinners in 
kinds of countries. There's, all of us need to look inside of us and see uh, sin. Satan's Amen. realm is far larger than the Catholic Church. And, and so I have an issue with people that equate the Catholic Church with Satan's realm because Satan is is operating in Protestant churches. Satan is operating in the New Age organizations. There's a lot more involved than just the Catholic Church. So uh, uh-huh. the, the, the Pope doesn't have the power that people that some people attribute to him. And I tried to yeah. bring I've tried to bring that out in my writings about how mm-hmm. at certain points in time the Pope hasn't any power and it's he hasn't been able to to do diddly squat and um so so he's of this whole big machinery um uh you know he's part of churchianity he's part of, of of the churches that satan has set up but um i would not equate him to the antichrist uh it's been to yeah. the Protestants have have a oh, for hundreds of years now. Protestants have been equating the Pope to the Antichrist. Well, uh, that's he, he is not uh, the Antichrist, and 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 so I I'll definitively say that. Um, uh, you yeah. know, uh, we're we're told we're, word of God that people would arise that would distort the truth. You know, we've got false prophets mm-hmm. that are preaching and and. Um, so we we need to we need to stick with with the, the truth and need yeah. to stick with the word of God which is truth. And, um mm-hmm. uh anyway that that's probably my answer in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, that's good. I mean, yeah. Because um uh I see the see it the same way. Um I I guess my frustration with the, everything is um I kind of, well, letting people have their own opinions is probably one of my strong traits. But my frustration is a lot of times um, things like, you know, Catholic churches, the, you know, the Pope has power to do this and that. I mean, you know, he's a political figure, it seems like to me, even though he's a religious leader, seems like he does a lot of, um, political um, going from country to country talking to these world leaders. I mean, that's just my opinion about it. But um, anyway, um, so uh, the the European Union. Do you do you see this um, union playing a big part in the end times? Uh, me myself, I, I kind of like look at the the way that the Bible illustrates. Uh, Daniel chapter two. It talks about it has the uh, uh, Babylon, Media, Persia, you know, Greece, Rome. Um, Nikolai Sarkozy started an organization called the uh, Mediterranean Union back in, I think it's 2008. Uh, it seems like people are leaving that out and they just saying that, you know, Europe is going to be this beast system. Um, how do you, how do you uh, understand revelations uh, as far as, uh, the Antichrist end time world empire, and um, uh, how do you see that panning out? Well, uh, 
I one of the things that that people have called me as Mr. Illuminati. I, I've written a seven book series, the Who, What, you know, Where, How, Illuminati, and I, I spent many years studying in depth. Uh, many taught, tried to. Uh, I have helped uh, members of the Illuminati get out of the Illuminati. So I have a mm-hmm. lot of. Uh, uh, information or, or understanding about these people and the heart of, yeah. of Satan's realm is in Europe mm-hmm. and when the European yeah. Union got started they were very uh, open about basing themselves or modeling themselves on the Tower of Babel they would uh, yeah. they even showed themselves as, as you know the woman that's riding the beast um, they I uh, I sent away to the European Union and got a poster that they gave me for free, which which it was a it was team of the Tower of Babel being built, and it, yeah. it said European Union. So these people <laughs> are proud of being uh, the continuation of Babylon, and um, they yeah. look to Babylon as uh, as their uh, motive or or whatever. And, and so we're looking at, ba- at a uh, prophetic fulfillment of Babylon the Great. And uh, mm-hmm. so Europe is going to be like the heart of this beast. Uh, the, they mm-hmm. have a computer at Brussels, which uh, – um, so there, there's a lot of things that show that the European Union is is the heart of this whole – Beast organization. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So, what what are the new order looking more towards to let run this organization? Well, you know, uh, at the at one level, you have people that are are directing things, but in in working with. In talking with the hierarchy and so forth, we're actually they call them aliens, or sometimes they actually will say that they're they're demons or, or fallen angels. But looking at in instructions and guidance being given to to these powerful bloodlines by what you and I would call an angels, uh, if if someone mm-hmm. wants to call them. Aliens, that's just putting a nice spin on it. Um, yeah. And so we're 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 looking at uh, Satan directing things. If you were to ask the man in the, would you like this globe, this planet, to be run by demons? Um, they would say no. But if you turned around and say said, would you like this this planet to be run by aliens that are. Uh, a half million years more evolved than us, they would say, yeah, bring it on, because this world's got too many <laughs> problems. So, yeah. you know, this is how they plan to to pass the baton. They will, uh, mm-hmm. they will take, uh, they will, they will take their power and hand it over to these demons, and people will be, because they will think that, that we're getting this enlightened race of Aliens ruling us. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) 
So what what do you see on the horizon for the United States and the world? Um, and I don't like to put timelines on anything, so we won't do that. But um, I guess um, I guess you can stretch it and say do you think it's less than five years or something like that. But what do you what do you see coming on our horizon that will be a challenge to the whole world and the United States? Well. From a number of different informed sources, you know, we're looking at, at the U.S. dollar being dethroned as the world's reserve currency already uh, in, in like 38% of the transactions. It's no longer functioning as the world reserve currency, but uh, it looks like the the IMF, which is run by the Illuminati, uh, it looks like sometime uh, in October you'll see an announcement where where they uh, allow China, China's currency, to gain uh, status as a, one of the world's reserve currencies. When the United States dollar is no longer preeminent, it means that... Uh, um a, a lot of a lot of things will happen and um it, it's it's like a domino effect when the, it basically uh again to make a long story short we're looking at a collapse of the dollar's value and we're looking at economic problems well when the united states has problems the rest of the world's going to be uh, suffering along with us because we're such an enormous part of the world. So, yeah. So, uh, you, yeah. Go ahead. Do you see um, in this in this case every time uh, a country seems to have um, uh, economic problems, they they go to war. Um, you think you see that on the horizon? That could very well be. Um, the United States could very well break up, just like the Soviet Union broke up, just like Yugoslavia broke up. We could break up in chaos because uh, if the if there was an economic meltdown in the country, then you could also have a, a, a melt civil obedience where where you just started having riots and problems, and like at Ferguson, and of course. Uh, yeah. One thing would lead to another, and uh, so so uh, if the, if the United States broke up into civil unrest, we owe a lot of money to China, and China could very well uh, come in to try to safeguard their investments and try to get their yeah. the money that we owe them, and so we could see foreign troops to the United States. And um, uh, we could wild cards, what seem wild cards to people, happen where the kind of thing we would, we might never have imagined to happen, do happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I don't know if if um, this is a question off the um, road, but. 
um, earthquake machines, things that that cause um, chaos. Do you believe that Illuminati has these things? Now, I, I know for a fact that they at least have things that they can control the weather. Um, now, how do I know that? I don't, well, I guess I guess I don't know it for a fact, but um, I had first had my experience with um, them controlling the weather when I was on the treadmill and, and I was in um, Colorado Springs. I was living there and I was watching Hurricane Katrina, I think it was. And uh, anyway, I had looked at the screen and uh, they were showing the weather graphics on, on the TV. And I said, $20 bet says that storm turns right up to the left. And it did exactly what I said it was going to do. And it was almost impossible for that to happen. But uh, do you believe that they have the ability to control um, and, and create tsunamis and earthquakes? Yes, I do. One, uh, to start with, people that were coming out of the Illuminati that I was working with said that they had been told that the Illuminati had that power to and then if we look at uh, what's happened with our government, in 1975, our U.S. government set up a weather modification board. Um, mm-hmm. Public Law 9449 set up a, a weather modification board. So this was – there was an agency that was had a, a good budget that spent their time full in developing the – to modify the weather. And then if you look at Brzezinski, who was an Illuminati member, he, he talked about how after wars, weather modification would be a weapon. And so know that, that they're trying to develop weapons. And, and, and so not only are they modify the weather for benevolent purposes, but also for for malvalent purposes, like you were you were hinting at. So, yes, uh, I have no doubt that they have the to modify the weather. Uh, realize how they can foresee certain things happening. Um, you know, yeah. they they will watch and. Uh, and they can tell if, if these hurricanes are going to turn and so forth. Yeah. They'll just they'll go on, on the Internet and say, you see this? Well, this hurricane's going to turn, and it's going to hit the, you know, when you normally it would have. It was, yeah. So, yeah, definitely they are modifying the weather, and um, they are creating earth. We see increase in volcanic activity and earthquakes in recent times and they are actively boosting this um yeah. and it was about 93 i believe 92 or 93 um mm-hmm. because based on on what these uh uh ex-illuminators had told me uh that they were going to earth in california i did some mm-hmm. i my science abilities to uh, figure out, well, how could they do this? And so I wrote a paper 
showing how many nukes could be placed on the line, and if it was carefully um, timed, you could imitate a an actual. So what they would was when an earthquake stopped, they would set off a series of mini nukes on this fault line, imitate the P and the S waves to some degree, but it was of a different signature. And so when there was this earthquake in California, I, uh, you know, it actually matched what I was saying. And the P and the F mm-hmm. didn't look like a earthquake. And then I said, yeah. I, I wrote this had been the the earthquake had been boosted up so that it was was and a military on his quietly contacted me and said you are right what you said so confirmation yeah. that that they are doing this various means yeah now the Madrid fault line you because I'm still trying to figure out. J. Him. I mean, I know it can be like I, 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 you know, I believe that it could be there just to get people mentally ready. But um, you said some things that kind of was spot on about. I was watching um, Red Dawn um, at, at my job. I work at a um, rehab center for kids, and we was watching Red Dawn. Believe it or not, and. Um, I'm just looking at this whole situation, and it just seems like um, it doesn't make any sense to just have, um, I mean, you can, like you said, you can have these guys just go into an empty field on on the post or on the um, fort where they they train at, and they can go into empty houses and, you know, practice on going in because we did that uh, when I was going over to Iraq we we uh, practiced of course you know breaking into going into a house and taking um, so a person down and, and rescuing somebody we we did all of that stuff but um, I mean could, could the J, I mean in the future if this is not it in the future couldn't J him be used uh, to go live during a a you had mentioned suitcase news, but you were talking about the um, earthquakes. Um, you know, because ISIS is on the scene, and it just seems kind of fishy to me. I mean, the timing. I mean, you know, I knew this was gonna. I knew this was coming. I mean, it's all of the, you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that you know eventually they're gonna pull Al Qaeda or. ISIS or some other group they made up, you, you know they're going to eventually pull them over here and say, oh, they just came in through the border. Um, mm-hmm. But the J the him thing just looks kind of fishy to me. I mean, I'm not trying to make it up. I, I'm just saying. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you see with I, what, what the heck with ISIS? I mean, what, I mean, can they just blame it on ISIS and say they just set off a suitcase nuke? Now we're in full-blown martial law. And then the dollar collapsed. I mean, and then they start doing this um, um, bailouts, but what they call the thing where they take your money? It's not bailouts; it's something else. It's a new name for it. I was like, "What the heck?" Where they take your bank account? They take the citizens' bank account. Now you know how many people they put on the street. I mean, you know how many people we we the whole country would be twenty times worse than Baltimore and Ferguson ever could be. 
You mean like a banking so, holiday where they close the banks? Yeah, but there's another name for it. Uh, a bank out or – I forgot the name, but the, what they were saying is – I think it was on Alex Jones' show. He's talking about they can take your money. First of all, there's no more fractional reserves. They just own your money sure. until you come back and pick it up. Sure. I mean that 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 right there. That right there is why it's as that's just by itself. Let alone taking veterans' money. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you don't have any more pension or you don't have any more you know money anymore for the rest of the month. And then, by the way, Social Security. We're gonna take that too. So um, right. have fun. You know, go out and riot in the streets like the Baltimore mayor says. Go take. You know, go destroy the city. It's fine. We don't mind. We want we want to, we want the, the the law enforcement and the citizens to fight anyway. It's fine. We have no problem with that. But um, my, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, the J. Helm thing just looks like it's gonna be the real deal. Um, well, eventually, it, it all could, this could. I, I mean, it could it could spin off in several different directions. The reason why I I uh, am warning not uh, a will is because of us that are watchmen on the walls, if we say something's going to be, you know, it's going to, it's going to go live, uh, they're actually in operations and it's not training and it doesn't, yeah. But then people will become desensitized, and the next it's like crying wolf, wolf, you know. Next time yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we actually see a wolf, and there's a wolf, they're going to go, oh, yeah, that before. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's not that it couldn't spin off into something at, at the moment. It, it's, it's just simply – and my, my hunch – or, or, or educated guess is that this mm-hmm. is uh, uh, the first time around this Jade Helm because they have this scheduled yearly now annually. This around yeah. it's just to train and desensitize. Next time around it might be for real. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I, I think that. Uh, that's what they did with this common element a while back, 2011. Um, I think somebody went online and, and they did a campaign to confuse a lot of people. And we went chasing the air and looked at their right hand when they had something in their left hand. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. Yeah. So um, North Korea, do you – do you place any significance on North Korea geopolitically? Um, could they actually reach reach the United States with nukes? And uh, what do you think about this, um, this leader that they got up there? Um, pretty young guy. Yeah, he's he's really wacky and full of them. Yeah, uh, North Korea, the Korea, South Korea, one of those hot spots in the world that could into uh, uh, a hot war quite easily. Um, another area of the world that's that's ready to explode is India and Pakistan. And, and um, so we have these 
these areas that are are in so if there was a war that broke out some reason between let's say United and China or United States and Russia, it would have a uh-huh. effect where more more countries of the world which are have with each other, they would be sucked in. You know, just like in one in World War Two, other countries are unrelated to the original problem got sucked in because their own issues, and so that could very well uh, um, it, it could help develop into a war. Yeah, yep, that is true. That is true. What do you see as far as uh, the new war orders go for Christianity? What I mean, it's kind of obvious because you can sort of point to Satan and how he feels about Jesus himself. But what do you see the new war order on the surface? Uh, what is what is their goal uh, as far as worldwide religion? Well, they have they have written down in another places that their that their agenda right now is to eliminate the true Christians and um and, and they will they want to create a one world religion but sloppy gooey thing that basically you know just like back in the Roman Empire times you can worship about anything but yeah. They 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 put the Christians in the Colosseum and fed us to to lions, but why didn't they do that to all these other groups? It's because the Christians believed that only one Lord, of Jesus Christ, yeah. one God, and um, as long as as you uh, um, don't believe that there's one truth and one God. And you're willing to be uh, just go along with with the way the world does it. They will allow you to to worship anything. Uh, and, yeah. and, and so that's <laughs> yeah. what we're looking at right now is the one world church where they don't mind what you worship, but the yeah. Christians are going to be targeted. The true Christians. Yeah. So and what is going to be the okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does seem like it's a mixture um, of uh, faith. They even try to are trying to mix Christianity and Islam together, um, yeah. and then say, say that the Bible is talking about both faiths. That's crazy. <laughs> what about the um, the New Age movement? What is that? What is their focus with that? New Age movement is really if one pulls uh, uh, pulls the veil off of some of their modern terms, is really just ancient witchcraft that's been repackaged. And um, yeah. so, yeah, they're, they're totally in favor of all of this because at the heart of this, at the heart of the beast is uh, Satanism, is witchcraft, is uh, is the occult, and, and so yeah. uh, the new age is 
the New Age's movement is just one to shred the the um, faith of the United States. They have uh, destroyed the the Christian faith in this country. So people can call themselves Christians, and yet they're not standing on the Word of God. They don't have the actual biblical faith. It's like a new yeah. Christianity. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly based off of pulling the world into the the church, or into the Christian yeah. faith. Yeah. Wow. So what is the Antichrist's message? Is the I am big God, you're a little God? Um, sounds <laughs> like um, some caveman thing, huh? But, uh, yeah, um, what do you see as the temple, the, the image of the, that's sitting in a temple? These are things that, for me, I mean, I, I, I'm a person who's, you know, supposedly, you know, I got a Bible prophecy radio show, and a lot of the stuff that that's in, I guess I don't do too well at it because I I, I guess I think a lot of the things that um, Christians talk about is, it's pretty much conversation. It's good conversation. For instance, what's the image of the beast? So what's the mark of the beast technology and stuff like that? I don't know if it just bores me or what. Who's the Pope? Who, I mean, is he the false prophet? But um, what do you see as far as going into the, you know, placing in the temple of God um, some image? What, what do you, what did you, what are your sources saying that that image can be or if you even got any information on that? I don't know if I just dropped. I lost my guess. Okay, so I must have. I lost my guess, but uh, here we'll call back in. Well, we only got about 15 minutes. Uh, So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone, the place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. 
This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Let's uh, let's talk about the French foreign minister. The French foreign minister has started the countdown Tuesday to the climate change disaster. He was with uh, uh, he was with John Kerry, and um, John Kerry. W- w- these two are meeting about uh, you know important things like the world is um, melting down. Uh, economically, the world is melting down socially, the world is melting down, and uh, countries are in chaos, but they are addressing the big issues, and um, and speaking in English, Fabius, the French foreign minister, Lauren Fabius, said, um, you know, we're really worried about Iran and Syria and the Ukraine, but the very important issue, the issue of climate change and climate chaos, climate chaos, climate chaos, uh, so it's it's been climate it's been global warming, Hang on climate change, Hold climate on. disruption, Hold now on. climate chaos. Hold on just a second, Chrissy. <laughs> I'm only doing this. I'm only putting up with these flat earthers. I, we each got to do what we got to do today, later today, or tomorrow. You're going to have to come out with a statement about how much you hate me. I just want you to know right now. I just have to pretend that climate chaos isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that is a funny statement. I have said, to pretend climate chaos isn't real. <laughs> well, you laugh. You laugh, but your your days are numbered. Mr. I said they are. He down said, to four hundred and ninety nine now. He said, quote, we have five hundred days to mm-hmm. avoid climate chaos. And this was yesterday, so and it's four ninety nine. I'm sure the president and John Kerry himself are committed on this subject, and I'm sure that with them, a lot of other friends, we shall be able to reach success on this very important matter. We have 499 days. I want a countdown clock on the show. I want every day. I want to be able to 499 days to climate chaos. I think, and I mean this sincerely, at least I, I doubt the blaze would, you know, be for this, but I think we should. Uh, but we can put this up on, uh, on glenbeck.com. I want a countdown clock to co- climate chaos. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, it's only fair, fair to know when the chaos is going to arrive. And I yeah. want you to know that. All right. Um, that was uh, Glenn Beck. That was a foreign minister from France uh, talking about, uh, I think it was March 2013 or 14, uh, whatever 500 days was. 
uh, from that day all the way up to September 23rd, 2015. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know if he was just trying to brag. Because, you know, the New World Order's got to play something in front of us. Um, there's a lot of movies out uh, in the last five years that has um, specific codes and some warnings, but you have to cipher all of that noise out, and and maybe there is some messages there. All right, Fritz, um, real quick, um, let's uh, quickly give the people um, a way to find out more about your ministry. Oh, okay, yes. Um, very good. If they will go to pintracks.com, P-E-N-T-R-A-C-K-S, pin like you write with a pen, tracks like you, a bunny rabbit makes in the snow, pintracks.com, that's my website. I also, as you were talking about, I put up an article generally once a day, um, some of them are spiritual articles that uh, I, I feel led by the Spirit to share with people. And um, some of them are just research. Some of them are inside information that I give. And, and so if you if people look on Facebook, um, there's, a, there's several sites that have my name, but, but keep looking and, uh, to the, um, the one with the cowboy hat is not my Facebook site. But uh, anyway, that's how that's how they can uh, um, they can go to my webpage, pintracks.com, or they can follow my articles, daily articles, on Facebook. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for coming on, brother. Um, it's been a real treat to have you on. A lot of information, um, and. Um, so we'd love to have you on in the near future because uh, I think we're going to be meeting some um, other um, um, people's uh, eyes on specific things that's happening in the world. But thank you very much. God bless you. Well, well, thank you, Phil. And just I want to encourage people that they don't allow their hearts to be troubled but to believe in God. Cast their cares on Amen. him. He cares for us. we got a lot of troubles. But, uh, don't quit looking at Christ, okay? I know that all this stuff is happening and like you say, prophecy seems to fill, but we don't want to lose sight of our, our Creator and our loving Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. God bless. Thanks. So thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. Um, and the brother's right uh, as far as our salvation um, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, he's the only way to heaven. Um, there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus is one thing, but living for him on a daily basis is another. The word um, believe in the word of God means to actually believe uh, that um, that Jesus died on the cross was buried and rose from the dead and he is alive today and he wants to come into your life and to be in your life and to have an intimate relationship with you revelations 320 says i stand at the door and knock of your heart if you open up your heart i will come into you and line with you and you with me 
Um, these are the last days of the last days. Uh, and like Brother was saying, there's nothing to be afraid of. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He hasn't given believers the spirit of fear. But a strong mind, and the power, the power to be delivered from sins. If, if you have a sin that uh, is ensnaring you, God wants to deliver you from that sin also. But um, please um, feel free to tune in next week, um, and I'll try to put out there who's going to be our guest. And once again, I'd like to thank Susan and Fritch for coming on. God bless you. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed evening. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. <laughs>